we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this, we have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. You're listening to the Prepper Recon Podcast. For questions, comments, and podcast archives, go to PrepperRecon.com. Today's guest is Bob Griswold of Ready Made Resources. Bob, welcome back to the show. You know, it's been a long time since I've been here, and I uh, I really like doing it. I know I always we always seem to interact well and always heard a lot of good feedback um, from people who listen to the program, uh, just our, our interaction. And I, I think it's because in a lot of ways we have a kindred spirit that we, we see things very similar in the times in which we live. You know, there's a lot of different views that preppers have. There's secular preppers out there that just prep because they, they might be, understand history and they might know, you know, what happens to uh, nations that do the things that we do in the secular realm. But there's also uh, people out there who understand the prophetic nature of the times in which we live. And they prep for those reasons, you know, that they're using the examples of maybe Joseph and Noah and others in the Bible, uh, even when uh, Jesus said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded about by armies, flee. Yeah, so, sure. he, you know, he wanted people to get into a safe position. That's, I mean, he didn't, he didn't say, you know, hey, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, and this is what I think the, the, the mainstream church does today, get out your lawn chairs, pull it on top of your house, and just sit there and watch the apocalypse happen. Or stick your head in the sand. Yeah, yeah. See a lot I mean, of that going on. Yeah, you know, or they just, they just ignore it. You know, I was watching a, a video, and now it was a pre-rapture video, but it, it was still very, very good. They, what they were talking about is uh, Before the Wrath. I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, Kevin Sorbet, I guess, was the director, that actor who used to play Hercules. And one thing, the thing to talk about is only 3% of pastors in America today, 3% will touch the book of Revelation wow. and pro- prophetic events. And Maybe less than that that will talk about politics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, politics is spiritual by nature because it, what, it, what it does is it promotes a worldview, and your, your worldview is a spiritual thing. I mean, how I view the world, I view it through the eyes of Scripture. If you're an atheist, you view the eyes, uh, you view the world through the eyes of atheism, and so those are both profoundly spiritual um, uh, viewpoints. You know, if I think it, yeah, evolution. And that billions and millions of whatever years just happen to do abracadabra on the earth and make everything happen, then yeah, you know, that's your worldview and you're going to act accordingly. But if you understand, you know, that God made the earth and he made it for a purpose, he made it for his glory, he made man on the earth so that man could be productive on the earth and bring God glory, then your worldview is that and your politics will align with it. I mean, you're not going to be doing things that God says don't do because you know that you are here to bring glory to him. Now, if you're just the other guy who just thinks the earth came about through random chance, and I've asked, Mark, I've asked many people this. Okay, they're, they're atheists. They're proclaiming atheists. I said, okay, okay, how much money do you have in your wallet? Oh, $100, say. And I said, okay, I'm going to kill you right now and take it from you because I need what you have. Tell me why that's wrong. And at the end of the day, they can't. 
because well that that's that's just recognized as wrong. I said no 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 no. I said there's a lot of cultures on the planet that have lived that think that's perfectly right to do. I mean Hitler thought it was a perfectly right to dispossess the Jews and take all their property. He thought that was perfectly right thing to do. Actually not only right it was the good and expedient thing to do to do that. Um, because he didn't have a worldview that lined up with a scripture that says, you know, that it doesn't matter if you're black or white or yellow or Jewish or Christian or whatever, you were created in the image of God. And if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be striking at that image, I better have a really good reason. Now, there are reasons we can do that, self-defense being one of them. But if you don't have that worldview, it's like the lion when he eats a lamb. He doesn't think, you know, gosh, I shouldn't have done that. How bad am I? I shouldn't have taken it. No, he's thinking where the next lamb's going to come from because that's his nature. Well, when your nature is that of a, a non-theistic, you know, evolutionary viewpoint of the world, that's what you're going to do. And that, that brings me to the thing that I was reading in the Scripture, Mark. You know, it's in the book of Daniel, uh, book chapter 9. And chapter 9 is one of the great prayers of the Bible. I mean, really is. Daniel, I mean, if you read it, and I suggest everybody read it. It is really a phenomenal prayer, a deep, deep thinking. Daniel was lamenting for the sins of the people, and but he also had hope. And the hope was this. I'll read uh, verse 2. It says, in the first year of the reign of uh, um, King Darius, uh, that's what it's talking about, I, Daniel, understood by the books the numbers of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish seven years in desolation in Jerusalem. So we have Daniel here. He is praying this prayer because he understands the prophetic nature of the times in which we live. He'd gone back to Daniel, which had written this earlier. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, excuse me. Jeremiah had written this earlier, and he read that, and he says, well, this prophecy is about to be fulfilled. And so he goes into this long, just beautiful prayer. He's finally interrupted by Gabriel, and Gabriel comes and tells him he's going to do some special things for him, give him skill and wisdom on knowledge uh, and understanding. But, you know, today, if we do not understand the prophetic times in which we're living, as Daniel did, we don't. Really, the way we look at things, the way we pray, uh, is, is greatly affected. You know, I, I know there's some uh, teachers on, on the Internet that teach a lot about the second coming of Jesus, okay? Um, now, um, I know Dr. John Barnett, uh, I think it's his name, he talks on Discover the Bible Ministries, he talks a lot about the, the second coming of Jesus. And when you listen to him praying, that's incorporated into his prayers. Make us ready. Make us bold. Persecution's coming. Let us be ready for your coming, O Lord. Let us be the bride that you're coming for. See, because he's anticipating the coming of Jesus, his prayers and what he prays for are affected by it. Now, you get on the opposite end of the spectrum, you get people who just think your best life now. What are they praying for? Stuff. Right. Give me stuff, Lord. I want more stuff. You know, uh, and, and that's their prayer. So the, 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 under, the, the, the view you have of the prophetic times in which we live will affect your prayers. And, and John says, he that has his hope in him will purify himself even as he is pure. And even in the Lord's Prayer, what's called the Lord's Prayer, what does he teach us to pray? Thy kingdom come. And, and when you really believe that, Mark, it's like John, uh, I think, uh, First John. You know, he that has his hope in him purifies himself 
even as he is pure. But when we forget that the Lord is coming back, what does the scripture teach? It teaches us like the servant who who's put in charge of everything, and he, he said, well, the master's going to be away for a long time. You know, I guess I can have a few drinks and party, and those girls are awful pretty. You know, I mean, you know, good grief. I mean, they're, look at them. Wow. You know, I think I'm going to go have some fun because my master's not going to be back for a while. Sure. So it affects the way you live your life, how you act day by day. And, and that's the critical nature of what is needed in our lives and what is missing in the church. The prophetic understanding of the times in which we live and how they would affect our prayer life and how it works out into our day-to-day life. So back to what you were saying about atheism, um, you know, not only is that a worldview, that's a religious worldview, just like Christianity is a worldview or Buddhism is a, a worldview. Atheism is a religious worldview. And so that's a religious worldview that has been taught in the public schools now for three generations. So it's now, you know, it's not just mom believes that. But it's also grandma that believes that. So, so these, the, the Antifa, the BLM movement that we see now, they are three generations removed often from ever, they've never, no, they've never had somebody in their life, uh, speaking the Bible, speaking Christ into their lives. So, uh, so what we're seeing now is, is an absolute complete breakdown of our society. Um, and we're, we're living in a dystopian nightmare. The Democratic Party, in conjunction with the media, has attempted the most obvious election steal in modern history. How do you see this playing out near term? Well, again, they're working out the tenets of their religion. And that's why you have to, like you said, it's a very good valid point. These people have been taught tenets. You know, I, I grew up as a Presbyterian, and I remember a lot of Presbyterians I understand, and I think it's still a very, very good thing to read. It's called the Westminster Confession of Faith. And it's a series of a hundred and some questions, you know, the first one being, what is the duty of man? And I still remember the answer. The duty of man is to bring God glory and to enjoy his presence forever. See, that's a tenet of my faith. What is my purpose? To bring God glory. Right. That's my that's my purpose, and then to enjoy His presence forever, because He said, "In Thy presence there's fullness of joy." So that's that's what He gives me joy, and, and peace. Now these people, on the other hand, the tenets of their religion are the tenets of the dog eat dog, because there is no higher value, there is no and there is no sanctity of life. It's just mere protoplasm that just happened to arrange itself in miraculous ways. You can't use the word miraculous, you don't believe that. Um, but it just happened to arrange itself, and presto, here we are. So the, the tenets of their religion are very nihilistic. You know, I want what I want now. I want to grab what I want now because this is all there is, and in 70 years I'm going to die anyhow, so I want as much drugs, sex, and whatever we can have. That, 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 you know, let everything else go to Hades. Um, this is what I want, and this is what we see being worked out in these people. They're violent. They're, they're, they're most of them are emotionally very immature people. They, they do not have any form of higher critical thinking. They're just, they're, they're, they're run by rage and primal thought, like animals are, and that's what the Bible says. We become like brute beasts when we deny God as Creator. So that's what we see working out. These people are nothing more than brute beasts, working off impulse. We we look at a lot of them. A lot of them you've seen are child molesters, criminals, all sorts of just people that have major issues in their life. 
because the foundation of the religious belief doesn't teach for any higher thinking or values. It's all run off animalistic impulse. So can you? the question is, can you run a nation off that? Well, of course not. The nation will collapse. George Washington said it in his farewell address to the nation that, that our, our republic was based for, for a religious people. That's what it was needed to make our republic work. Well, they've undermined that, so we see our republic failing. And it is. I mean, this is the most egregious in your face, and I knew they were going to do this because they like doing it. You know, how many, how sweet is revenge, right? And so we, I knew the nature of these people. And so they want their revenge, as they see it, to be very sweet in their mouth, okay? Now, I think there's a downside to that, which I'll talk about, but they want to rub it in our face. So they've made it so obvious that um, that they are cheating that they're not even hiding it. I mean, the, uh, the Blasio's daughter even admitted they were cheating, and more and more people now, the, the, one of the guys who was actually working on the uh, Dominion software said, you know, blank, blank Trump, we're going to kick his blank blank and I'm going to make sure he doesn't win. Um, that he actually said that. And and we have eyewitnesses, testimony for people on their sworn affidavit that they've said we just noticed and, and we saw egregious and great cheating on the elections, throwing up, throwing ballots away, filling in ballots. There's a video of people just filling in ballots and doing it. This election should be made null and void. Now here's here's the paradigm, Mark. It's a win-win for them, okay? If Trump pulls this out and wins in the House of Representatives, they actually get more violence, and this is what they want. They love violence. Anybody who's – if you've ever known people who get into war, there's a certain group of people who get into war or violence, and they, they thrive on that war culture. They like it. It feeds something inside of them. That says, I like violence. Well, that's what these people are. They thrive on violence. So if Joe Biden does steal the election with um, the lady of the evening, um, he, the first thing he's going to do, and he's already doing it. I read this on um, Revolver the other day, revolver.com. It's like a new drudge type site, um, that he's already contacted the ATF to go after pistol stocks um, and, and get them. So as soon as he gets in office... You're going to have 70, 70 million mad hornets in this country. They know the election has been stolen from them. And then Joe Biden's going to do the Rodney King, can't we all get along? And, and oh, by the way, give me your guns. He's going to promote this violence. I mean, Camila Harris, AOC, all these people have already said, we're going to re-educate you. We're going to put you in camps. We're going to take your rights away from you. We're going to do this, that. All You've heard those things. So they're going to promote violence. And they, that's what they want at this point. They want a breakdown of all civilized order. Why would people want to get rid of the police? And, and granted, I'm not the biggest – I mean, police are a necessary evil. Uh, there's, there's bad ones out there. There are a lot of good ones. But why do they want to get rid of them? Because they understand if the police aren't there, they can just go through and exercise mass violence. They will establish themselves as the police. And then, you know, they'll be able to rape and rob whoever they want to do, and you can't say a thing because there is no uh, court system, any of that, to, to um, you know, to, to have redress. Right. Um, and so that's what they want right now. So Joe Biden wins, they get the violence. Donald Trump wins, they get the violence. Antifa, 
BLM and a lot of other people's heads will explode if he, if he does go to the House of Representatives and he is able to pull it out. Either way, they've wargamed this out, and I want to use explain that wargame scenario. This is not something that just happened by chance. This is something they've strategized. Ever since he got in office four years ago, they've strategized their goals because Hillary was one, the one that was supposed to bring in the, you know, the, the, the new world order. But, so they've been strategizing how to get the violence they need to bring in their new world order. Sure. I mean, for we four have this, years. Yeah. We've had this global reset now they're talking about where they're going to forgive all debt. Oh, by the way, we're going to forgive your debt. And take but, property. Yeah. It's, it's going to go to a digital currency. And if you don't take the vaccine, you can't engage in the system. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you see any little prophetic hints there at all? Sure. Um, yeah, this is, this is they, they threatened stuff, our right? life. They're actually threatening our lives. I've watched the videos where they've, they've threatened to, to obliterate us, to get rid of us. Um, so, you know, no, no vaccine, no travel. No, and I'm not saying the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I say it's a predecessor to it because the mark of the beast has to be something that people acknowledge and willingly take. Like you had to do in Caesar's day, you had to walk by that little altar and throw the little incense in and say Caesar is Lord. You had to make that acknowledgement, and you have to do that with the mark of the beast. But it's conditioning people to 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 submit to the state no matter what they request. I mean, the mass thing's ridiculous. It's been proven they don't work. The quarantining is more harmful. You know, they don't, they call it social isolation. It's, it's, it's basically quarantining people and, you know, isolation therapy, which is very destructive to the human nature. They, they're going to do it on purpose because that's what they want. They want the breakdown of people's psyches so that any reprieve that they then give them, they're going to think, oh my gosh, the state is so good. They look what they did for us. It's all designed by purpose to make people submit to this satanic Luciferian nature that's coming our way and make no marks about it. You know, with, with those two jokers in charge, uh, well, actually, the, the, the bench patient won't be in charge long because he'll be out of the way. So the other, the other lady um, will be in charge. They're going to bring about a, a rule of evil that the United States has never seen. I mean, even in the Civil War, Christianity was the religion of both sides. You know, it was, even though it got very, you know, it was a very catastrophic war, but Christianity was still the ruling that ruled the North and the South. In this coming thing, the Christian value that we've grown up with will have been destroyed. You know, that what you mentioned earlier, the dog-eat-dog mentality of atheism will have taken place. And, and we see, I mean, these Antifa and BLM people, have you seen them beating up old people? I'm, I'm, yeah, I've seen it. It's terrible. Yeah, they don't care. It's just demonic. Yeah, they just they just don't care. It doesn't matter if you're old, young. It doesn't matter if you're a baby. It doesn't matter. Well, they'll hit you, beat you, whatever. Push you down. Um, they'll throw firebombs at you. They throw other stuff at people that, you know, goes in a septic tank. Um, they're just throwing it at people. They're just animals. And and then you look and see and you look at the nature of people. Um, and a lot of them are really criminal at heart. And of course, if, if folks are still watching Fox, they may not know about all of this. So I'd encourage listeners to start migrating over to, uh, like Newsmax, One American News, and for, uh, news feeds, uh, instead of Drudge, which is completely caved into the left, uh, you just mentioned Revolver, I think it's Revolver.news, and then also Gateway Pundit. 
and then, gateway pundit, and then uh, a, a guy I've been listening to every day that's putting out a a uh, a great daily fireside chat that he calls it, uh, and it's really focused on the fraud, the the election fraud, the the uh, the the riots, the 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 pandemic fraud, because uh, it all kind of it's all it all works in concert, and I think it's all part of one big plan. And one of the few pastors I've heard speaking out about this, his name's Rob McCoy, and he's from Godspeak Calvary Chapel, and he's putting he's putting out these daily fireside chats on YouTube as long as they'll let him. So I'd really encourage folks to uh, to to check that out. And and the good thing about his chats is is uh, you know they 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 put a whole lot of truth in there, but then at the at the you at the end of it you still coming you still come out with this this feeling of hope. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's the thing with Daniel. When you read that prayer in Daniel, you understand that, yes, you know, Israel went through a time of great judgment, 70 years, but it was coming to an end. And we have to realize that this world has come through, you know, it's about 6,000 years of man's dominion on this planet where, you know, there's just been, I mean, untold billions murdered through war and crime, you know, women ravished. Children aborted and abused. We just see the pedophilia movement today. But if we understand the prophetic times in which we live, we can be praying that, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, when we pray that, we're praying, Lord, bring the fulfillment, bring the culmination of this evil that has gripped men's hearts for millennia bring it to an end that your kingdom can be set up on earth and that you will you will eradicate this earth of the wicked you, you know what we need right now mark are men and women of valor there's something the lord spoke to me in the book of genesis a while back just a few months ago and i'll share it you know you remember abraham and lot do you remember when lot was kidnapped and, and taken taken to him and his family were kidnapped yeah, Abraham didn't cower. He had he had trained fighting men that had Absolutely. the weapons of war. They had the training, and and they didn't have to uh, to uh, deliberate about what they were going to do because no. they were already prepared. You, you know, that's the thing. When when Lot was kidnapped, he was taken to city center because that's where the king lives. So this wasn't the outskirts. Abraham knew we're going to have to not. This isn't like in some outbuilding on the outside of town. We're going to have to go into the heart of our enemy's camp and spoil him. You know, so the first thing, you know, and I want to say this. I sell supplies, you know, night vision, radios, all that stuff. But let me put this in proper perspective, okay? The first and foremost thing that you need in these days in which we live is the spirit of Abraham, a spirit of valor and courage. You know, I did a lot of stuff overseas that I can't talk about, but, you know, as you did it more and more, you got this, what I call the spirit of courage, because you realized, you know, I can do this. Right. And you're empowered by God. He gives you that spirit of boldness. There are millions of Americans in this country right now, perhaps some even listening to this, that never exercise that spirit of courage, that spirit of braveness. And when the time comes, you know, I hear this thing, if someone put a gun to my head and said, deny Jesus, I wouldn't do it. Well, I would say if you've never exercised the spirit of courage that God put in Abraham when he had to go rescue Lot, you will deny the Lord. You don't want to admit it, but you will. Um, so Abraham, the first thing he had to have was that, that, that courage 
that comes from on high. The righteous are bold as a lion. I'm going to go into my enemy's camp, and I'm not just going to take Abraham back, because in Hebrews we know that he slaughtered them. I love the King James Version uh, of that. He slaughtered them. Uh I mean, he just hacked them, whacked them to death, slaughtered them. And the second thing he needed, and this is what the church needs today, are men of valor. I mean, these weren't these weren't soy boy, girly boys. These men he brought with him were men of valor. They knew the art of the sword. They knew how to fight. They knew how to stand up and say, you know, basically what all for one, one for one, one for one, one for all for one. That type of mentality, a camaraderie, an esprit de corps. They 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 could generate that like a good fighting machine, and they went in and took back which the enemy had stolen from them. Well, there's a spiritual lesson in that, that the enemy's stolen a lot from us. Maybe it's stolen family members, their souls, or whatever, drug addiction, pornography, whatever it is. We can go in and rescue them, and at the same time we're rescuing, we spoil the enemy, destroy them. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then the last thing they did need, Mark, was I'm sure it wasn't just a you know a, a two-hour trek. You know, when when Abraham and Lot split, it was distance in between them. They did need supplies. You know, they had to have some supplies. I'm sure they brought all their weapons. They brought probably food and water and whatever else they needed. So there's a threefold thing there. But the the least important is what I do, sell stuff. The most important is the spirit of courage that God will put in you if you seek it and say, Lord, make me bold. Make me so I don't shrink back. It might cost me my life. That's all. It can cost me. I'd rather, you know, suffer the wrath of man than the wrath of God. And, and so pray, and we pray that God, Lord Jesus, make us bold. Make us men and women of valor, and then teach us how to prepare, you know, what we do. I mean, some of it might be radio communication. Some of it might be fighting. Some of it might be gardening. There's a lot of things the Lord can lay on the body of Christ because in the end, at the end of the time, we're going to find ourselves dependent on other brothers and sisters to meet our needs because they are going to slowly work Christian people out of the system so that we cannot engage the system. Yeah. And I see a lot of people that are in unbelief that the Democrats would try to pull something like this. But we're talking about a group of people who are okay with murdering unborn children. So what wouldn't they do to ensure their agenda becomes the law of the land? And with well, that said, and I think, I, I think that this might not be over. Um, you know, so, so what if the courts fail to recognize the evidence that the election's completely compromised or, uh, what if they they've they've got another card up their sleeve? Because I I, I kind of doubt that uh, that they would stop at rigging the election. Um, I could see a, a an assassination attempt or or uh, um, some some type of uh, uh, attack. Well, it's a coup right now. There's a coup going on. Mm-hmm. So if they're willing to do a coup, a coup is a punishable offense by death. Right. You know, if you're committing a coup against the United States government, you, you, the death penalty is in play at that point. And so they realize they, all their poker chips are on the table. That they're, they're fully vested in this right now. But they've wargamed both sides. Trump wins. We'll just have massive violence and burn everything down. And, you know, there's people inside and outside the government. We have Chinese agents throughout our government, throughout our uh, private industry and educational institutions and even religious institutions. They're just going to go full, full on tilt. I mean, burn it down, burn baby, burn. And so, um, and and if Biden wins, 
they're going to they're going to start actually i think moving at rapid speed to implement the technology of the beast um so that everything is restricted everything is locked down travel you can't travel unless you have your marker card you can't you you can't do anything obviously nobody's ever going to church again because we're going to shut them all down because i mean in in california i read that you can go to a strip club but you can't go to church that's right so, i mean it, it's like oh my gosh i mean you, you want anything more blatant in your face which is the more unhealthy activity going to church or going to a club like that um it, it's obvious that that you know the going to church is not the problem so um, that's what that's what Christians need to be engaged in right now. Read Daniel nine and pray that prayer for our nation. You know, Lord, and our nation meaning what I'm saying is not only this nation but the kingdom. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let it come. Expose the works of darkness. That's what the Bible tells us to do to expose the works of darkness. You know, light. It doesn't matter what kind of fungus it is. If you put light on it, it'll kill it. Yeah. And so we have a fungus right now that has taken over our government. And if the light of Jesus Christ were to shine on it, even if even in, in a non-second coming type thing, but just a great revival, a true revival in this nation, that the light of Jesus Christ would shine on all the dark, perverse things that they're doing, it would die. I mean, you know, we talk about abortion, but, you know, just as equally as grievous to me as, as you know, I, I don't know if you know who Craig Salman Sawyer is. Veterans to the Rescue of Children. I talk to him a lot, and I mean, I won't even talk about what happens to children, and, and you know, that that that, that get in take, taken into that type of lifestyle. And it's not one or two. There are millions of children who get caught up into that perverse world, so that some older person can, can you know, gratify themselves at the expense of a young child. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, when the light of Jesus Christ comes. In my life, your life, in our community's life, our state's life, or our nation's life, it, it, the, the darkness flees. The darkness cannot exist in that. And so, uh, again, going back to that prayer in Daniel 9, you know, do that. You know, one of the things in the, in the book of Revelation, you know, you get, you get to the seven seals that are open and, and, and all the horror that's being poured out. And I, I want to get there because I'm going to read it. Um, that that you know we see all this horror being poured out on um, the world. Let me, let me get here. I'm going to get it right now and I'll read it. Um, it says the servants of God were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, "Great and marvelous are thy works." See, this is an eternal perspective. This is a heavenly perspective. You know, this is not a, you know, give me more stuff, Lord, perspective. This is a, a man, a woman that has a heavenly perspective. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who will not fear thee? See, when, when the Lord is manifested through his church, and really manifested through his church, the evil fear. O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou art only holy, and all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. You know, that's what the servants of God should be doing, singing that song of rejoicing as Daniel, you know, because we know, we know, I know, you know, that man's evil dominion of this planet is going to come to an abrupt and sudden stop at that glorious appearing.
and it's gonna that light is gonna scour the earth of all evil. Do you see any so, scenarios where the government essentially fragments and the U.S. ceases to be a cohesive state? Well, I think it's already fragmented. I mean, case in point, um, the DOJ, FBI, CIA, they're, they're all they turned against the executive branch. They're fighting each other. I mean, so inside this mammoth government, which our founders never intended for us to have, you know that 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 you know what forty percent of what I would say the political real estate of America is controlled by the federal government. It never intended that. Um, it limited it, but it, you know we have these massive agencies with massive multi-billion-dollar you know budgets. And they rival one another. The CIA and FBI fight each other because, you know, they, they, each one wants to get the creds to their name. So absolutely, that's a, a fantastic point. So you see the executive fighting. Now you're going to see the legislative fighting it because they might be tossed into it. And if Biden and, and, the, and the lady of the evening get their way um, and they stack the court, it just becomes another legislative body that starts fighting the American people. So, yes, it's um, – I guess you can call it fracticide, brother against brother, um, you know, um, and what do they call democide, which is the nation uh, that kills its own people. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's a very valid point because, you know, evil people don't get along with anybody. Evil people hate other evil people. It's not like the whole left is all singing kumbaya together. I think AOC hates Pelosi. I think, I mean, I think BLM and Antifa probably hate Joe Biden and, uh, and the other lady, the lady. Um, I think they hate them and they're just, they just realize that he, they're useful idiots that they can probably get their way with. So at the end of the day, you know, who is the author of peace? Who gives us peace in the nation? Who gives us peace in our family? Who gives us peace? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the Prince of Peace. So when we reject him, whether we're Christian or atheist, peace is taken away from us. And, you know, you find a family that doesn't honor God. They're bickering and fighting and quarreling and divorcing, whatever. They might say they belong to faith, but they don't allow the Prince of Peace to manifest himself. And then again, in our nations, a nation that doesn't allow the Prince of Peace to reign and rule in their hearts, that men, you know, that, you know, my goal is my 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 brothers that black or yellow or red, you know, and I have brothers in all of them. I mean, we are at peace. We love each other. But you know, you, you, what they the, the 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 other side wants us all hating each other, and a lot of hate hate. I mean, there's a lot of hate in, even in between the pe- different people groups. They hate each other. So you know, that's the choice that we have as a nation: choose whom this day you will serve. And we've made our choice. And we're seeing the fruit of that come about. And, and that's why, I, again, I tell people, I think we have a very short window left of preparation, physical preparation right now at this point. I think they're gonna, they're, they will purposefully destroy, especially with these lockdowns they're talking about, they'll destroy the food industry. And we saw a little bit of it last time, you know, meat rotting in the factory, all, all of that. This time they're going to go for broke and really bring famine to the doorstep because they know with famine they can control people. You know, step in line to get your government gruel, um, but you got to do this, that, and the other thing to get it. Um, you know, the, the, the Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto, that's what they used to, to lure them out was food. And all right. throughout history, food has been used as a weapon. So I think famine is coming to this nation, and I would just say anybody who doesn't take it seriously, you better you might want to think about it, even if you look at it just from a historical perspective, not even biblical, that famine is coming, and that they, you might want to put food, the ability to filter water, 
you know, um, again, the right of self-defense is a, I think, a biblical right, having been able to defend yourself. I've been all over the world, Mark, and I've seen the tragedy of men who can't defend their families. Um, let your imagination be your guide there. Um, it's it's not pretty. Um, and then, you know, being able to communicate with people. You know, they're, they're the great reset. They shut down the Internet. They shut down the IP address. And your wife's away from home or your family's in the next neighborhood, the community, or the city. Can you communicate with them? Well, the technology today we have is a wonderful thing in some ways because it gives us the ability to, to keep that contact with loved ones. And so, you know, as I've, I've promoted, you know, people getting, knowing how to use ham radio. Uh, and I think that's another thing you'll see the USG move against through the FCC is they'll start limiting bands and what you, frequencies you can talk on, maybe make it harder to get your license, maybe up the fees to get your license. It's all done to take away any vestige of liberty, freedom that we have. And the ability to communicate is a, a form of freedom. We, I can talk to them with my family freely. Well, if they, do they turn that down, then, then what happens is I have no one for support. And we're a body. We're not individuals. We're a body. As a family is a body, so is the body of Christ. So I think you'll see that with communication. So I, I, I promote communication very, very strongly. You can get both radios for almost dirt cheap. Now, you do need a license and to talk on ham radio. Um, MERS, GMRS, GMRS, you need a $70 extortion license. That means you just mail the government 70 bucks and they give you a license. No test. And then MERS, you can talk, I think, under two watts. I think it's two watts. Um, and without a license. But that's not going to go very far. And the reason ham radio was so good is because you can get distance. Depending on what you're doing, you can talk. I can talk across country. I, I'm a ham radio operator and I've talked to the furthest points of the world, which is basically Western Australia. I've, I've talked to people down there. So, I mean, there's ways to communicate. And also, you know, I, I go into this because we teach a radio course. Um, the, the, I ask people, why are you buying a radio? Why well, want to be able to talk to people? I said, well, that's that's good, but the the, the most important thing you do with radio is listen. Right. I, I don't want to give information. I want to get information. Um, that's what an intelligence officer would tell you. Don't give it. Get it. And so, you know, with that radio communication is extremely important right now because I think they will be shutting down cell phones. You might not, if you don't take the COVID vaccine or whatever else they're going to tell you, you might not be able to get a cell phone. They might turn it off. Right. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Um, so I, I've covered a wide span of things. I don't know if you have any questions, but, um, you know, boldness. Sure. Yeah. Courage. We could be, we could be moving into a, uh, an unprecedented, uh, period of volatility and and violence uh how long do you think that that could last well um it's it's not only how long it'll last but if we look at like yugoslavia you know bosnia how brutal it would be i mean i'm not going to go into detail but just read about how brutal it was it was yeah, I've, I've watched on a, a level of brutality on, yeah on, i mean uh, sorry, brutality yeah, against that we can't even imagine in this country. No quarter, none, none given whatsoever. Um, I mean, you, you, if you surrender, you, you, you're going to die a hard, long death. If you don't surrender, you're going to die. Um, you know, so I, I think you know, I, it, it's difficult to say. It could last years before law and order is restored. And the reason is that we are such a fragmented society. You know, again, going back to the Civil War, you had Christianity, 
it was basically people of, uh, you know, that were fighting each other of the same people group. Um, we both understood that we wanted liberty. So there's a lot of common goals, even though we we're fighting each other. Today, I mean, we have all these different religious groups, uh, atheism, you know, and every other re- religion is out there. We have a lot of different people groups, and believe me, the, the, the Satan knows how to make white people hate black people, and black people hate white people, and yellow people hate brown people. It, they, that, that's the easiest thing in the world to do, and he loves doing it. So, I mean, when you're, you, you, you don't look at, I don't look, you know, if I'm an atheist, I might not look at a, a person of color in the same way as I, as I do as a Christian. I look at, you know, I don't care if you're black or yellow, you're still a son of Adam. You know, I look at you like that. So, but since that's been taken away, then, you know, skin color really becomes something that just people go brutal over. And I think that that's a key play. Plus, then you have the haves and the have-nots. Um, you're going to have brutality against women that, that go on a long time. Um, you know, I, I, I knew a guy in federal law enforcement, and, you know, he, he asked me a question one time. He said, when you have a society that is saturated with violence, Okay, and we are. I mean, people love these John Wick movies and all this other stuff, which is, I mean, that's gratuitous violence. And I, and I don't have a problem. Some people might, watching a movie that's historical, that is explaining the nature of what, why men fight each other. I mean, you know, what happened? And it's a real-life thing, as long as it doesn't, you know, you don't need the graphics of it, but explaining it. But when you have movies with just graf- graphic violence, just shooting people in blood and all just splattering and all that you know, we we become saturated with that violence. We become numb to it. And then you have a society that's saturated with pornography. I mean, in the grossest form of pornography. I mean, you know, the the pornography that was around when I was a young man, I mean, that's that's way, way, way in the rearview mirror. I mean, today's stuff is just is de- devilish. That's the only way you can describe it. It's just beyond wickedness. It's the degrading of people. And so you have a society that's, that's, that's saturated with violence and pornography. And the question he asked me was this. Do you think those people, when that happens, they're going to take up knitting? No, we're not. We're going to do what we've acted our mind and trained our mind upon. Yeah, you're right. And, and so it could last a long time. I mean, it could last to the coming of the Lord. It, it could be. It could be. The, the this this great tribulation that the scripture te- speaks of where just massive amounts of people die massive beyond anything we've ever seen in 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 history people die except for the flood um so no one knows and again that's the importance of getting your heart right and keeping it right with the Lord Jesus Christ um and then asking him to make you a man a woman of valor that you don't cower back you, you know one of the things i i in the read in the book of revelation you know, we know the sexually immoral do not inherit the kingdom of God. We know the murderers do not inherit the kingdom of God. But Mark, do you know who else doesn't inherit the kingdom of God? Cowards. It says yeah, it right there. Right. Yeah. Cowards. So we always like to think, yeah, those poor mongers and murderers are going to get theirs. But we never say a word about baby murder, pedophilia, you know, same-sex marriage. We never say a word about it because we're afraid. Well, that's the definition of cowardice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Christ have mercy on me. I've been a coward at times. I've broken all the commandments at times. So I want mercy, and God will give mercy to anybody. But when it's in perpetuity and perpetual and unrepentant and all those things, then, you know, that's a different story. And so, um, you know, make me bold. 
Make me bold, Lord. Even if it costs me my life, make me bold. Um, and then again, you know, train me how to defend my family. Train me how to, what, what, what is your, where do you want me to live, Lord? I mean, I'd rather, you know, I ask people this all the time. You know, would you rather live under Constantine or Caligula? Well, I'd rather live under Constantine. Would you rather live under Hitler or Roosevelt? Both of them weren't good guys. Well, I'd rather live under Roosevelt. Um, and, and some of it might mean relocating. There's some blue states, you know, I just wouldn't live in. I mean, because these people are just, I mean, they're already going full board tyranny on their people. You know, Mississippi and Florida said they're not going to submit to another lockdown. Well, that sounds a lot better to me than, you know, I can't breathe without, you know, government's permission. Right. So some of it's going to require relocation, praying, Lord, where do you want me? Do you want me in the middle of this corruption? If you do, I'll be here and I'll stay. But I think a lot of people stay for different reasons other than that, financial reasons, like the convenience of cities, all those things. Um. And, and then, and then, you know, the other thing is, again, make me a person of courage. Give me the strength to do this. And Lord, then how do you want me to provide for my family? Um, I'm not saying everybody has to prepare physically. I think it's a prudent thing to do. I think it's, it, I think it's an overarching thing in the scripture. Joseph and Noah being the two main examples. Um, so I think there is a physical preparation. Uh, that that each head of household should be doing because 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 I know the nature of God. God brings judgment on nations that sin like we do, and how are his judgments manifested? One is poverty, one is invasion, another is violence, another is breakup of the family. We see all that happening today in incredible, just incredible amounts in our country. Sword, famine, and plague. Yeah. And, and violence, you know, sexual violence, physical violence, all those violences are included. Um, and so, you know, you love your wife, you got to protect her. You love your family, you got to feed them. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate or in life. I've been in a lot of different environments that are very dangerous. And, you know, seeing how things operate like that, you know, I have a network of friends around me that we we teach – you know, a lot of good courses. I have a friend, Matt Everett, um, brush beater. He, he, we, we have training courses out here, radio courses, scout sniper courses, anything, teaching people how to protect their families and how to protect themselves, how to communicate, all these things, teaching people how to do these these types of uh, things. And there's a lot of other good people out there. John Lovell, Warrior Poet Society, you know, another, he's, both of them are believers. And they, they're very, very good people. Um, I know even know Craig Sawyer's running some stuff now. Very good people, um, you know. And and so, you know, as God leads you, the the physical preparation, as Moses and Joseph thought about it, you know, are are extremely important. And you know, for the person who says, "Well, I'm just going to have faith," you know, I, I look at it this way, Mark: storing seven years worth of feet. Feed food for millions of people, the Egyptians. Do you think that was a huge logistic effort? Of course. Yeah, it it it, it wasn't just Lord fill the granaries up and we're just going to enjoy them. No, Joseph had it was a tremendous logistic effort. He had to build silos. You had to have people protecting it. You have to have farmers. You had to have harvesters. You had to have people put it in there. You had to have bookkeepers keeping track of how much grain you had. All that. And same thing with Noah. I mean, it was just think of it. Uh, build a boat, Noah. It's gonna take you a hundred years, and that's the only time I'm gonna tell you do it now. Uh, what? And he did it. 
you know, I don't know what, what happened in the hundred years in between that I'm sure he was encouraged from time to time from the Lord. But, you know, that for me, that's outside the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. The building of the ark is probably the greatest act of faith in the Bible, but it took the greatest human effort. So when you just say, I'm going to trust the Lord, don't let those words come back and bite you. Um, because it's it, that's easy grace, in my opinion. It doesn't take anything. I'm just going to trust the Lord. But do you really trust the Lord, or is it just easy grace? You're just saying, you know, I don't want, to, I don't want the problem. I don't want the bother of doing this. They don't, they I mean, don't trust him for, 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 uh, to not let their house burn down because they've got fire insurance. They don't precisely. trust him to not get sick because they've got health insurance, and they don't trust him for that to take care of them after they retire because they've got a, a 401k. But all of a sudden, when it's the apocalypse. Manna and AK-47s are going to just rain out of the sky. And and the thing is, we know this is coming. It's it's not maybe. This is not some maybe statement. We're at the end of empire right now. There's, there's a global change happening. We're talking about a global reset. Where the whole fundamental economics of the planet changes and enslavement. And once you know you go to digital currency... They can easily say, nope, you've already bought your five pounds of flour this, this month. You can't buy any more till next month. You know, you can't do it. So the, the, everything, everything you buy will be tracked. And if they, if they, if they want to limit how much butter you can get or how much, you know, gasoline you can get, it'll be limited because the computer systems will take track of it. He already bought his five pounds of flour. Can't get any more. Sorry. Too bad. <laughs> Excuse me. So that is coming. We know it is. It's not like it's maybe. It, the scripture is very definitive. It's coming. And Jesus said, don't be deceived, and I don't want you ignorant. When you see these signs happening, we know it's getting nearer. And so we see this cacophony of just signs coming in like a staccato form, bang, 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 bang. And we can somehow say, well, you know, I don't know, it won't bother me. Well, it is going to bother you. It's going to bother you. Winston Churchill, you know, I think a lot of people approach it like this, said, you know, the, 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 the appeaser feeds the alligator so it eats him last. And, but you're going to get eaten either way. Um, but, you know, you can do things now to mitigate the plans that they have for you. And so that's why I, you know, like I said, physical preparation is the least important. Spiritual preparation like Abraham becoming a person of valor is the most important, getting your heart right with the Lord Jesus Christ. But physical preparation is a theme that goes through the Bible, and I would say don't ignore it, because I think soon and very soon, to steal the lyrics of a song, um, you're going to be needing them. Talk to us a little bit about the uh, the survival market right now from a retailer's perspective. Are things like long-term food still accessible and uh, uh, night vision? Yeah, well, the, 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 there there has been there was a groundswell, and for the last month or so, it has slowed down some. So I'd say, I mean, if you want your food, get it now. I mean, you know, get it. Uh, night vision is the new new ammunition. I mean, it, that's the thing. I and mean, we have units in stock, but I mean, some places, if you want special, you know, um, like certain units, they're they're five months out. We can generally get them quicker because I have access to three different distributors, and we I do a lot of business with them. So I do have units in stock, and I and I tell people it's like you know I've gone through night vision courses. I just we just did, ran one here, and the ability of what modern night vision gives you, and I'm not talking about the little cheap stuff you buy you know for 500 bucks on Amazon. 
modern military grade night vision is when I can see hundreds of yards away at night. And if I needed to, I could hunt with it because they do make certain lasers that you can't see unless you have night vision on. And you can, you know, hunt with it. You can take care of bad people with it if they're trying to hurt your family. Um, so, yeah, night vision is one of those things that I strongly recommend. It's not cheap. Um, it's probably going to be one of the most expensive um, items you buy for your preps, other than if you're buying some kind of EMP-proof car or something. But it is an expensive thing. That's what we do offer financing on it. But it is a incredible force multiplier to protect your family, to hunt, um, and, and to do the things necessary that I think are coming. You know, with without night vision, you're basically effective for 12 hours a day. With night vision, you're effective 24 hours a day. I mean, we like I said, uh, brush beater. We just had here 20 people took the scout course, and we were out at night doing night maneuvers and two 10-man teams, and it was staggering the, the benefit of night vision. It's staggering what it does for you. Um, uh, you know, I, I always like to hear the first comments when somebody looks through it for the first time. It's oh my gosh, I can't believe this. It's like, is this real? Um, yeah, it is real. It really is really what it does. But you're not going to get that with a, you know, the, the cheap stuff. Um, you're going to need to get a modern military night vision because if the cheap stuff worked, the military would buy it. I mean, you know, they buy the good stuff because that's what works. That's what gives our soldiers and fighting people, uh, you know, an advantage at night. I do have to say this. You have to be an American citizen to buy it. I will not sell it to you if you're not. And it is highly against the law to take it out of the country. You will go to prison if they catch you taking it out of the country. That's what they think about it. Right. So it's not a question if you will go to prison if you take it out of the country. And they'll take a lot of the green paper out of your wallet, too, sure. and fines. So don't do it. So, Bob, before we go, tell folks where they can find the great products that, that you offer. Well, um, our website is readymaderesources, all one word, readymaderesources.com. Um, and then the phone number here is 800-627-3809. That's 800-627-3809. If the lines are busy, keep trying. Uh, we are serving people as fast as we can. And we've, you know, have a pretty good staff in their shipping. So, um, one of the things about our night vision, I will say this, if you get it and are not satisfied with it for a week from, because it comes signature required, so from the day you sign for it, you have a week to say, I don't like this. Nobody ever does. But I'll take it back after a week. Uh, before a week's up. Put it this way. But before a week's up, I'll take it back. And give your credit back. Well, Bob, thanks so much for making time for us today. Thank you very much, Mark. God bless, and uh, let's, let's, again, be men and women of valor.